Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Brett Buzz the Podcast. I am Aaron Seftrick, your host, along with Joe McMurray. Each week, we try to expand our knowledge and the language that we use amongst us musicians. Today, we have part two with Jason Kale. In today's episode, we're going to get into gear. We're going to get into some vocals. We'll get a little bit into studio work and a little bit about, you know, letting go of some of your material. Be sure to check out Jason's website at jasonkalemusic.com. If you're up for the challenge, Fret Buzz the podcast is going to be doing once a month a song submission where we do a little bit of a roundtable and talk about your song, or I guess I should say our songs. Uh, we do some feedback, critique, things that we could all work on because after all, we are all students. So if you're interested, head over to Fret Buzz the podcast, go over there and check out what, uh, what, what it's all about, the rules. And yeah, see if you're up to the challenge. It is, <laughs> I've already done two and it is definitely um, eye-opening and very helpful at times. So if you would like to have a little bit of feedback on what you've got, by all means, head on over to Fret Buzz the Podcast. And with that, I give you part two with Jason Kale on Fret Buzz the Podcast. All right, so I want to, if you're okay with it, I want to jump over to, uh, I want to jump over to some guitar gear, some musical gear, if that's, if that's okay with everybody. I love talking about this, and I actually learned a lot from you at the East Coast Guitar Convention seminar that you did, and Jason actually, he had, you, you did all this, a whole acoustic set, like, discussion and then you put that away and you did a whole separate thing on the electric rig and uh i still have a note card full of notes from that <laughs> <laughs> like it was very very helpful okay i'm intrigued <laughs> yeah and you have a you your live sound i mean you said you use the dude overdrive pedal and i'll never forget that because you had yeah. this milky overdrive i love it thanks yeah so what what is it i mean it, the the sounds in your fingers aside, what what are the things about your rig that that you think are really special, or just make your sound what okay. it is? Uh, well, first off, I you know I I have been I I, I like having a warm just a clean T amp and and I think just a and Fender preferably. And just mm-hmm. that gives me a super clean sound and warm. Um, I am, and I kind of gravitate towards that just out of many years, just playing back lines. You don't, you know, uh, when you're traveling through Europe and Africa and you don't get to choose your amp a lot of times, you know, you just have to give some sort of generic thing like, uh, just please give me a nice warm tube amp if you've got it. If not, I'll make it work um, and do the best you can, you know. Um, so I I tended to try and have um, pedals that were friendly with those amps. And then I would just have everything, all my sounds are in my pedal board, you know. And I really, I don't, I, I, even the helix stuff and 
and all that stuff. I'm not crazy about it, man. And um, I love having an organic amp. I like having that. And uh, I like having analog pedals, man. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm like that. However, I have, I, I am thinking about uh, purchasing the Helix, uh, the effects and, and gosh, that would cut down on some pedal board gear. <laughs> yeah and give me a couple of fun toys to play with yeah yeah i i just if i had to choose one pedal it'd be my one overdrive pedal it'd be the dude um and a clean tube amp and i could gig for the rest of my life i'd be happy with that i don't need anything else um my current rig right now one one of new pedal that i fell in love with is the wampler velvet fuzz pedal okay love it and i don't know how i ever lived without it um and i'll sometimes and and it gives me an option of like if i want just a little dirt or whatever and it's just i like the way it sounds and (laughs) uh and if i stack it with the dude pedal uh it's just a really cool kind of yeah that's awesome we just oversaturated you know amp kind of sound it gives you that doyle bramble kind of vibe you know yeah not too long ago we just had an episode of uh uh one of our techs uh guys on the show who has five different fuzzes on his pedal board yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. loves, he loves pedals and or yeah. loves fuzzes and kind of rolling them back just to get that dirt out of yeah. it yeah yep. that's the way i do too man i i i i'm all the time on my volume knob yeah and um yeah so the, yeah i love i love overdrives too man i probably have too many but when would, when would you been the most organic one that i found that i really love when you know if you're going to take a i don't know, within a song the context of a song where would you use the fuzz instead of the overdrive when i go to a solo we were discussing this a couple weeks ago like I put on overdrive, maybe I like that's the core of my lead sound. Like I don't know when I would rather have fuzz. I don't know. I I but use it in the same situations, just depending on the song. I I don't. It would just depend on the moment. I don't. I don't. I don't. Like I said, like if I had to choose one drive, it'd be the dude, and that one probably stays on primarily most of the time but uh i just got this wampler uh pedal and so i've kind of have been i'm i'm still kind of experimenting with where i want it and where i where i like to have it but the dude normally stays on like i can keep that thing on the whole time you know and just roll my volume back to clean things up yeah mm-hmm. is it what do you like about it? Have you used a, a tube screamer? Just a basic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never. I, the the tube screamers I've I've experienced were just. I didn't like how mid rangey they were. Oh yeah, they definitely have that that hump there. Yeah, so you're you're playing through a, a Fender, uh, and uh, for the amp, what are you using for your axe? Um, currently I I have a a Fender Strat that I've messed with um that i've just i've had since 1996 that i i've uh modded and i have um two lace sensor single coils uh 
and then I have a Seymour Duncan, the 59 and the bridge. And it's just a really, it's a guitar that I can use for anything. Um, and, and it's just, it's been my workhorse, man. That guitar has been my workhorse. Um, I have a Pauly Smith hollow body too. Um, and then I have a Fender jazz master that I absolutely adore. I love that thing. Um, but I, I just recently got endorsed by a company called Lindsay Guitars, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y Guitars. Mm-hmm. Um, Luthier's based out of Chesapeake, and uh, he's fantastic, man. He might be somebody cool to have on your show. Hmm. Um, yeah. But he's super cool, and his attention to detail is unlike any other persons I've ever met. And uh, I just happened to play one of his guitars at the expo um, at the guitar expo last year. And, um, and we got to talking and he videoed me. And when I sat down and played his guitar, he was like, man, you mind if I video you for my site? I'm like, no, not at all. And exchanged numbers. And a few weeks later, he called me up and he's like, dude, um, we, we want to, we want to just fully endorse you, man. And just, you know, we want to get build you a guitar and help us promote it. Are you are you interested? I'm like, hell yeah, dude. You That's got awesome. so I've been um working with him and, and his wife. They're fantastic, fantastic people, friends, first of all. Friends. <laughs> right. Okay. And, 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 and that's and seriously, I you know, I didn't go up to his shop. Hey, hey, uh, I'm looking to be endorsed. Can I get some guitars? Yeah. No, I, I just don't like that angle and it just happened organically and that's the way it should be. And, and, uh, and, and I'm just freaking overwhelmed, blessed, honored, all the above to, to be playing his guitars. And, uh, he's actually building me kind of this jazz master esque guitar. And, um, we're putting Lindy Fraylin pickups in it, the P90, Lindy Fraylin P90s in it. Yeah. And, and dude, I'm hoping that's going to be a kind of one of my staple guitars that I use primarily for most of my gigs. And then he's uh, he's building me a beautiful Florentine cutaway acoustic man that I'll I'll be using at gigs. Um, but yeah, definitely anybody listening, check out their 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 website, man. He's fantastic and uh, fantastic people, and I, like. I think 10% of the guitar, uh, he gives 10% of his proceeds to the local SPCA, uh, which is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm a dog person, as you can tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Effects wise, I enjoy using the Terra Echo. Uh, oh, yeah. Terra Echo. That's a lot of fun. I have the Canyon chorus or, or the Canyon delay. Delay. I have yeah, that one too. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, I, I use, love that otherworldly setting you can get on it, like the yeah crystal. I don't know what you call it. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. It, it's <laughs> fun, and especially when I don't have a keyboard player, mm-hmm. I'll, yeah. I'll put that on and kind of just chord stuff out, and it sounds like I have some sort of synth in the background, you know. Um, let's see. Yeah, I have a roto vibe. I love. I have the Zach Wild roto vibe, and. Uh, Standard wah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I'll I'll use compression. I have a, uh, and but 
yeah i'm i'm always back and forth on compression it's yeah sometimes it i feel like i put it on and i just like nothing feels right anymore but i keep thinking it it should sound good if i can get it set right but every different room it changes do you have a blend knob on your compression i i do i mean it's yeah. got it's got too many knobs i've got the keely four knob compression yeah man uh i i've got the the wampler ego uh ego compressor and then i've got the uh what is it the vice grip see is that seymour duncan vice grip i don't is know that, that one yeah uh but the vice grip i i really like that vice grip man and it's pretty simple the the and that ego compressors the wampler one is pretty pretty uh simple too man yeah the, like the dynacomp it's got the one knob in the middle uh what's that i think the dynacomp has like one knob in the middle yeah it, just, it compresses it and turns up the volume at the same time the there's another one man that's uh pretty pretty natural sounding uh built by mark smiler smile tone pedals have you ever tried out any of his stuff mm -mm. smile smile tone you should check it out. Mark Smiler, uh, good people, great guy. And uh, yeah, he's a local dude around our area here in Virginia too, man. And uh, Smile Tone, I want to say it's smiletonepedals.com or smiletone.com. And he's got some pretty awesome stuff. Yeah. I guess, I think for me, it's it's not, like I never have time to do a full-on sound check where I can just like, like, I can't really hear myself well enough out in the audience. You know, I turn oh, on that compression pedal, I make a few tweaks, and I'm like, I hope it's good. And then I get in the, you know, by the time I actually kick it on for something, I think maybe, you know, some people leave it on all the time. Like, yeah. just barely on. That might be the way to, to go. Yeah. And, I yeah, I, I kind of have that ego when the ego compressor, I kind of have everything just dialed in the center. Everything's at, you know. 12 o'clock yeah. i'm pretty happy with it i think i have the tone maybe at 65 percent, something like that and uh yeah but sometimes like if i'm rolling especially if i'm just like i said a lot of times i'm using my volume knob to to clean things up if the compressor's on yeah my overdrive pedals don't sound the same so i'll turn it off so i can get a kind of a cleaner kind of sound yeah, that makes sense. If you're rolling your your volume down, it's trying to yeah. keep the volume up. Yeah. <laughs> compression. I mean, I, I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about compression and just saying like every studio stu studio album ever has basically had compression on it. Like we're so used to hearing it. It should yeah. sound good if you know how to use it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It, it's uh, that is uh, like in the studio when I'm recording, I, I don't like over compressing things like on vocals and guitars. I'm I I just barely get it there, barely. I just it's just a touch, and uh, yeah, I, I I like trying to keep things to sound as natural as possible. Speaking of singing, you're an awesome singer. I we haven't even brought that up, but except in maybe the introduction. But you've got a great voice. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I mean it's like a solid it's like what I want to hear when I hear want to hear a rock voice, a male rock voice. 
you have like the right you have that like you don't have a disney voice you don't have an operatic voice you have a great (laughs) rock sound (laughs) to you that came out of necessity man especially uh early on like the music I wanted to play, nobody wanted to sing or nobody could sing. And so um, it kind of came about just, yeah, because I had to. Yeah. Yeah. Which <laughs> often happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's hard to get stingers. It, it really it really is. I mean, even where I work, it's, it's just nobody wants to sing. Everybody's too self-conscious. And, and then you're just left with, well, somebody has to do it <laughs> right right yeah man yeah and, and so and and it was funny in college man i was studying classical voice in fact part of my scholarship you know i joined the military to get money for college but when i started going to college man i was i, I was really blessed to have full rides man uh and one of my professors heard me sing in my and you know, one of my first semesters of sight singing you know yeah. and studying music and he was like dude why aren't you in the choir and i'm like i choir <laughs> and he's like i need i need your voice in the choir i'll give you a scholarship and <laughs> uh and so he's like you just have to take a voice lesson here and there and you know and i need you in the choir and i'm like what a gift and so dude he gave me a scholarship and so i would study you know i was studying classical voice and then uh during the day at school and then i'd go sing a frat house that night with my (laughs) rock band (laughs) doing it right (laughs) yeah man do you have any struggles or specific show like day of show preparations that you do specifically for your voice man no <laughs> um i've been very uh blessed to have good genes in that department man my mom was a singer um my family everybody was involved in music in the south man like where i grew up family reunions you know there was music always going on and people singing um same same for my wife and um i think the yeah the biggest thing i'm doing before a gig to be honest and uh is trying to get out of my own head i've always struggled with uh, anxiety um and sometimes it'll still get the best of me man like i have horrible stage fright still to this day and um so you know uh and and that was you know it's so yeah it's it's something that i've always struggled with so i have to like literally remember just to have fun Hmm. and uh that's that's the biggest yeah that's one of my biggest things that i have to just psychologically i have to just kind of try and cleanse myself of any negativity (laughs) or crazy you know just crazy thinking that yeah. anxiety will do to you man yeah yeah for me it's like that first that's it's that you know 10 minutes before the first chord is struck and once yeah. I'm, once i'm into the chord and i'm actually you know plugged in and i'm i've got that first lick going it's good 
but it's yep. leading up to that. You're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, for me, it's remembering freaking lyrics, man. Yeah, and yeah. Like for me, it, it can be a song I've played a hundred times. And if if I am not one with the universe, dude, I will screw it up. You know, and, uh, <laughs> you know, and thinking overthinking it, yeah. it will come to me, man. You know, and I'll I'll be watermelon it. It's terrifying to be in the middle of a song and you don't know what the next line is. Yeah. And it's like you're down to the the final fraction of a second and you open your mouth and somehow the right word comes out and you're like, thank God. Or doesn't. Yeah, or doesn't. You just make that you make something up. But yeah. Yeah. Here's the here's the first verse again. Yeah. Yeah. Lyrics or are you the worst. Start off the song with the second verse. Yep. Horrible. I, I hate that. Yeah. And you just have to figure that most people really good. aren't listening to your your lyrics <laughs> that closely. Well, if the sound man's doing his job, <laughs> the the lyrics will not be understood whatsoever anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Wait, why why if he's doing his job? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, my sarcasm's real. I'm like, <laughs> I need more coffee. I ran, I ran out a long time ago. <laughs> I have a whole bunch left in the kitchen. I should have, should have refilled. Um, yeah, remember, I spend more time in preparation for shows. I spend more time trying to remember le- or reviewing lyrics than yeah. probably anything else other than maybe like complicated looping pedal things like i i really just like it, i could have like you said i could have sang the same song over and over but i try to make sure that it i've at least sung it in the last couple of weeks if i'm going to perform it on stage yeah yeah because a couple you know you go a few weeks and for whatever reason you just kind of forget something yeah, out of I, three hours of music you're gonna forget something yeah. yep and uh yeah it, it's it's for me it's uh it's what am I adding new to the set? And especially if it's an original, like uh, I had two new original songs I wanted to do last night. We only did one of them because we ran out of time, but it's reviewing, making sure I'm playing what I wrote. <laughs> um, because it, but uh, yeah, because when it's an original, uh, sometimes I, I tend to, you know, feel it differently once I'm playing it live. Um, but, uh, you know, when I've got my guys back there and they are like, no, nah, bro, this is what you wrote. <laughs> this is kind of, you know, they're going to hold my feet to the fire. And sometimes it's for the better, you know. I'll, I'll play it the way I, I originally intended. The original intent was, and then, you know, then we'll, we'll kind of make it our own as we play it out. But uh, remembering all that that stuff, especially, yeah, when it's, a new original and uh, because, you know, if we're doing a cover or, or something, you can, you know, it's probably something you've, you've, you're very, very familiar with, you know, but uh, lyrics and singing lyrics. And like last night we did one way out by Allman brothers. And yeah, I had to like work on the verse and how rhythmically it flowed playing the guitar while playing the guitar 
because uh, that was something I'd never sung before. And because I was like, man, that'd be hard to sing and play. But it was nice having a Danny Lubertazzi on the guitar playing most of the rhythm stuff so I could sing it. <laughs> yeah, there's some things like uh, some of the ACDC is really hard to, oh, to bro. play rhythm and sing. Yeah. Like You sing that? I don't because it's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that kept, there are certain songs. I guess if you've got a dedicated rhythm guitarist doing more than your basic yeah, strum patterns, it changes everything. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's really it's really nice to sing. I feel like I sing better when I'm not playing the guitar and I can really like any studio experiences I've had singing and like really, you know, kind of closing your eyes and focusing on your voice and not having to multitask. I feel like I'm a better singer when I am able to focus that and focus really? you know, breathe better and it works. Weird. I feel completely naked when i don't have a guitar in my hands right uh there have been a few times like in the studio it's different because well in the studio you know you yeah you're focused on recording your song and getting the parts right and whatnot but live huh, if i don't have a guitar on me live and i'm just singing a song oh dude i just feel totally weird yeah totally weird i I've, don't like being like the dude holding the mic and i'm yeah just feels weird <laughs> yeah you're expected to like dance around more if Am you don't I have that dance? Yeah. this isn't me <laughs> <laughs> i got to i've gotten to play keys on stage a couple times and it is weird like not have just your balance is off not having that that weight in front of you yeah it's, it's a very well, strange experience what do I do with my hands? All right. So you don't ever get hoarse? Dude, I'll be honest with you. Like, <clears throat> yeah, I do. Uh, well, I do try to, I do try to sing correctly. Okay. But, you know, depending on the volume of the stage, what I'm fighting over, uh, you know, I, I will, uh, but I normally do try to, to dial in my voice at least. To where i can sing comfortably um however you know when you're when you're gigging a lot uh like i have been uh, i i've been grinding it out over the last year uh between pc and j and my band literally like anywhere between two to four nights a week you know we were gigging and um uh, in November caught a cold, man. I just couldn't shake. And to be honest with you, like, I feel like it's just still on my, it's just still in my throat somehow. And my voice has not been right. And of course it's that time of year where everything's super dry. Mm. You know, everybody's out their heaters running. And so everything's just getting dried out. I was just constantly drinking water last night. And it seems like I have to sing a whole song or two before my throat feels like it's clear, you know. Um, but uh, I'm yeah, I'm getting ready to do a a, a hip surgery on Wednesday, oh. and I canceled like three weeks of gigs, and this is going to be the longest I've gone without playing, and I don't know how long, man. And I'm going to be going crazy, but 
to be honest with you, I think I think I need the rest. I need to rest my voice. I need to rest just period. And uh, hopefully I can use this healing time I'm going to be doing um, just to kind of rejuvenate, recenter, and, uh, yeah, do do the networking thing. <laughs> it's important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're doing some, you know, you get, getting your name out there to our viewers. Yeah. yeah. Networking right there. Yeah. It, it's uh it's it's you know we were talking about networking earlier and using connections and as uh you know musicians networking is just it's just part of the game but i think it's in any profession networking is a game um and i say it's a game because it feels kind of like a game um you know you have to go attend things or functions and you know meet people but hopefully you know when we're out and we're networking we're meeting genuine people right that's what i always strive to do uh, but to, and and so yeah while i'm while i'm down i'm going to be reaching out to some festival coordinators and that you know I've, I've met in the past and uh try to finish booking my 2019 year that's bold I wish people could get people are just starting to book summer gigs. I feel like most like yeah. oceanfront stuff. It's hard to get a October, I don't know, fall gig right now. Yeah. I I yeah, I'm I'm uh I'm I'm hoping to do some festivals this year uh with with my group and um I'm work um I'm hoping to work with Michael Diana of Bearded Face Productions. I'm working with Rockstar Booking. David mm -hmm. and his crew. Um, occasionally, Jason Brunner will give me a call from more Kathy Moore and more music. But uh, yeah, I, but I, I want to expand beyond the region here and I want to start traveling a little bit. And um, I'm constantly inquiring about opening up for national acts. And I was called to do that a while back. Um, I've been up for an, a national act at the Vanguard, but, uh, man, you know, music, um, when I retire, my plan is to do music full time and I, I may, I may go back to school and get a master's degree and, um, but I, I, I'm hoping I can do music full time and, <clears throat> you know, I, I, I say, Music is the cruelest of all mistresses. <laughs> um, and and so we'll see what it what what the cards, you know, what cards I'm dealt with music and and yeah, I'm gonna try to utilize some of the connections I've made in the past. Um you know, but uh man, I, I I'm also I would be open to playing with somebody that's already established or just needs a band because as a band leader, to be honest with you, it's exhausting. Um, I love being able to play what I play, but uh, there's a part of me. It's like, dude, I would love to just be guitar dude for somebody. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. You yeah. guys, uh, you guys have an, you have an album out. Yeah, man. I'll, I'll I'll send you the link, Aaron. Give me your give me your info, man, and 
um yeah i'll send you a a, a link so you can download it brother awesome uh and uh do you have any new material coming out um well man we've got enough new songs right now to do another album but i'm gonna hold off um i i do a lot of production work for people um <clears throat> one of the projects i've done in the past is a, is a group called Mobject tribe um basically all the songs are written by park shelton um and he, he goes up to nashville and does he he's a networking fool um but uh i did an ep for him a couple of years ago and uh, we're back in the studio now and we're working on another EP, but this time we're going about it through. Um, he's going to reach out to some artists that he's been networking with and see if they're, they might be interested in picking up one of his songs. And, um, you know, but he and I kind of go in together when it, he writes it and then I'll, I'll produce it, record it and produce it and track it and, um, you know, and toss around other ideas to, hopefully what makes the song better you know do you guys do you book out a studio or do you do you have your own studio i have my own studio man awesome uh, and in fact uh yeah I've, I've i've done a couple of projects uh that been i think pretty good uh i recorded a album here in two did it in 2016 I think and uh 2015 or 16 no it was 2016 and um tom daikon really world-class harmonica player uh and uh he had approached me about producing an album for him and uh he did really well man he got like um nominated for best blues album for by blues Ma uh blues blast magazine and mm -hmm uh nominated for album of the year with beer magazine and um yeah man he, he he's a it it did pretty well man come out of my little studio yeah and then um i've i've done a couple other projects jeremy harrell um and he was nominated <clears throat> for um he was nominated for hollywood and music media award for one of his songs and then um Mobject tribe we won this uh they have this independent music award uh the josie music awards in nashville which is one of the it's one of the i think probably one of the bigger independent music awards for independent artists and we won best southern rock song of the year mm -hmm. and uh, i want to say that was in 2016 as well um but yeah, it's cool. And Mobject Tribe, we're a little bit all over the place, man. But uh, musically, yeah, the EP we wrote is just crazy all over the place. And I've done, there's another artist I like working with out in LA, uh, Nico Ellison. And uh, he comes from an R&B gospel background as, as a vocalist and lyricist. And uh, he's fantastic in the studio. And uh, he and I did an album together called Right Dogs, W-R-I-T-E-D-A-W-G-Z. <laughs> and that was, but that was that was a while back, man. And uh, and we we did that just out of fun, and we we're in the music licensing, and you know we still both are. He's out in L.A. hustling. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, so, what do you uh, just because I'm a 
studio guy. Uh, what are you running? Are you running Pro Tools? I am. So when I first started dabbling uh, in recording, I was using Sonar. Okay. Yeah. So, and dude, I I just kind of stuck with Sonar. Uh, and then I, I love the, that program. Um, but I just recently installed and started working with studio one, four and, uh, their version four. And, um, yeah, so far I'm, I'm still getting used to it, but so far I'm digging that. Yeah. There's a lot of people who enjoy studio one. There's a lot of people that program. And then are you using any analog? analog hardware compressors or what kind of preamps or what not like uh that? i'm using a i'm using the roland octacapture okay. uh, i'm just trying to yeah something i could take that's portable if i need to yeah um i have a a presonus daw control interface uh and then um yeah i and you know and for my mics uh i have I, I I have a road mic, but I also have an AKG 414 that I really like, and it's pretty natural. Yep. I love it, and you know if I and and now on my album I recorded everything in house and used Audix, an uh, Audix really nice Audix drum mic package. Yep, uh, and they came out sounding fantastic. Um, I've also used like for the Mobject Tribe stuff, you know, I've I've used virtual drums, Easy yeah. Drummers, and all that stuff. And as long as you dial those things in, great. You know, uh, dial them in right, EQ wise. Uh, a lot of people can't tell a difference, you know. No. Um. <clears throat> so. Yeah, and and then if I have bigger projects like Tom Dicon's project. Uh, we went to another studio in Norfolk, um, trying to remember the name of it, and we rented we we rented them out for a day, a day and a half, and we tracked the ten albums. Um, and I was kind of a ranger for that too, so I charted out all the songs, uh, rehearsed the musicians two days before, and we went in. We just tracked drums, bass, li- a couple of live instruments uh, outside of that, but that was mainly just to get a live feel and um and it was a nice drum room upright bass kind of getting that all laid down at the same time to save us some money yeah because uh, that way i yeah it could all be tracked at one time and then i just did overdubs at my studio yeah absolutely oh you uh, nowadays all you really need is a drum room yeah yeah I love the I love the live feel for recording. It, oh, yeah. it that's how we did our Kairos project, and you know you can go in and do your overdubs like you're saying. But there's something, the whole thing just sounds so cohesive when you when you do track it like that. Like the band is actually that good. Well, that, yeah, that song. That's what it comes down to is rehearsal and making sure that the musicians that you play with are you know on point. You all know what you're supposed to be doing, and there's no rewriting or writing going on within the studio because. That's not really what you're there for. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. And and everybody getting the right feel so you don't feel like you're in different rooms. You yeah. know, That's, I think that's the hardest part. And yeah, I just haven't had the. Uh, I think if, if 
I were to track a live album, man, it would have to be in the right studio in the right situation. Um, you know, people, this latest album of mine, you know, I know what I want it to sound like and I know what I want it to feel like. And, uh, and a lot of people have been like, dude, did y'all track this live? And I'm like, nah, bro. You know, I, 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 I know what I wanted my product to sound like. Uh, and, uh, and so, you know, I, it just all started from a guitar scratch track with a click track and walking it through with all my musicians and, you know, and, and then having really just top notch guys play on it. That's cool. And, um, yeah. And it, it, I think I'm pretty proud of it. I, I'm, I'm proud of the product and uh, it always gets better, right? You know, it's, it's uh, every time you make a recording, you learn something and, um, you know, and uh, Joe Bonamouse, uh, I read an article by him and they were talking about all his albums and, you know, is there one, you know, that he wishes he never did or whatever. And I think he gave a reply like, you know, an album and a recording is just a picture in time of where you are as a musician and it should be appreciated. You know, it's an honest picture. And um, so, yeah, man, all our projects, we should look at it that way. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. It's so painful, though. It's so painful. We're <laughs> nah. looking back. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I like I like it. I enjoy the process. I, I, you can see the progress of you as an artist. And, and I accept, you know, that. Okay. Dude. Three years ago, I wasn't, you know, the man I am today, and that's that's okay. That's right, that's right, brother. That's right. That's right. We're, yeah, always evolving. It's humbling. It's humbling to to hear yourself. And, yeah, I think it's easier when you're not out playing the same songs. Like certain songs that I've written years ago and recorded years ago, I've now been playing them for, you know, four or five years live, and maybe if I was to just drop those songs and they would be at rest right. the fact that those songs have evolved so much I listen back and I'm like man I want. I wish I could re-record the song in a lot of cases <laughs> rather than having to write a whole new song nah no yeah. I, 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 I I had to when I when I when I started this band I, I, I think through my travels I you know I was always you know, whenever I move in the military, I'd find people to play with on the outside. And I, I got in this habit of, yeah, I never left old songs that I'd written. And uh, they were always like this, like, okay, I got to do these songs and then I'll do these, you know, covers. And uh, I kind of got in a habit of doing the same stuff. Uh, up until a couple of years ago when I knew that I was going to be here that I'm going to retire here and I want to do you know I really want to put together a, a really great band and uh, when I and I did start by playing some of my old originals again but I was like so burnt out on them and I think, and, and then when I started really 
believing in myself and believing in my gut and trying to write from the heart. Um, I just started just shedding a little bit and I, and now I don't even want to touch them, you know? Yeah, no, I, I do know. <laughs> I do know. I know exactly what you're talking about. There, there is a time to just kind of let yeah. the past be the past. It, it is, yeah. it is like you said, it's a snapshot of what you used to be, and that that's a good thing. Now, that kind of gives me a clear mind to just kind of go into the future with an all new path. Right. That's right. Well, guys, I've enjoyed this immensely. I, uh, yeah. Unless anybody has any final words um, i think we've covered yeah a tremendous amount of information jason is there uh anywhere that uh, our listeners can go to find out more about you yeah man um my website jasonklmusic.com um you can find out where all of i uh yeah uh, i'm getting ready to play and um find out more about the band and find out a little bit more about me and uh yeah and Look forward to, to hopefully, uh, yeah, seeing you guys again soon, man. Yeah. In person one day. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate the whole thing, man. It's been great. Thank you. And I'll see you around, man. <laughs> <laughs>